Hi, Secreters. So welcome to the Secret Deciphered podcast. I am excited to share with you all of my knowledge and all of the interesting studies that I have done on the book as well as shared studies with people in our community. So I wanted to kind of take a moment and welcome our new members to our Facebook group. Uh, Really excited to have you here. And really kind of the basis of why we're all here, which is for this crazy puzzle book called The Secret A Treasure Hunt by Byron Price. So um, there are obviously other authors and there are a handful of wonderful artists in the book. And so we want to kind of talk about, um, are there secrets in the secret? And I have found, as I'm sure that you have too in your research, that there are plenty of secrets. (laughs) Um, But just a few of them as we can talk about them. Um, We have stories, we have history, lessons, current events of 1980, 79, 80, 81, indigenous tribes, um, immigrants, messages for folklore and mythology, um, world history, civil civil war and American history, uh, robber barons and Broadway and uh, the French and Indian War, and just all these different things that boil down to the mistreatment of man by man. And so when we gather all of these stories together, they really do tell us many things, many history lessons, current event lessons, And probably lessons for the future. Probably something that Byron was thinking about when he and uh, the other two authors, Ted and Sean, wrote the book. So um, one of the things that struck me last week was really studying the Boston painting. If we look at the Boston painting and the gem, we see that in the Boston painting we have a witch, which was confirmed by John Jude Palancar, the author or the painter of the painting. And as I'm sure you guys know. And he says it was a witch and he talked about the Boston Globe and Boston Pops and showing the various pictures or like basically what he had painted to indicate what these things meant. But then you have just a simple fairy holding the jewel that indicates that it's an Italian jewel. So what do we make of that? We have basically a painting based in the early 1600s on puritanical witch trials, which are all English. All of this was from England. You have the Puritans, the Quakers, you know, people that were Quakers that didn't believe in the you know, didn't want to conform to the Puritan way of life any longer. And they were accused of witchcraft and burned at the stake and hung and all sorts of horrible things. And yet you have this little tiny gem that says, but wait, I'm an Italian cask. (laughs) So 
we have to understand, you know, is this what Byron meant by fairy secrets come in twos? Because while he highlights an immigrant group, it may not be the sole focus of the painting. And so um, the question is, with the Chicago painting and the Cleveland painting, how do those interrelate as well? Or was it as the puzzles began to get harder that they began to have a dual meaning? Um, or was Boston's painting a fluke? Did it have a dual meaning just because? Uh, just to try to get someone to the Boston area to pay attention to the immigrant group that was there. So these are things that I like to discuss here and talk about and try to kind of navigate through so we can maybe get to a better place of understanding for how to interpret the paintings and subsequently the verses. And so, um, you know, we have to wonder too, you have two ways to look at that. You have, you know, is the history obvious? I mean, by looking at the picture, you know, can you tell he painted it in 1980 and they were referencing certain historical elements? You know, how do we view this through the lens of someone who is visiting from Japan? You know, because we wrote the Japanese hint book um, about a year or so after publication of the secret book when it wasn't doing so well. Um, he gave the hint book and we have to really kind of think about if we were that Japanese person coming to America to play the puzzle book game in 1980 or 81 or 82, um, how much of that history would we need to know? So we have to guide ourselves by that guide. And I hate to use the phrase, the whole people would wear if you're Christian, uh, sometimes the bracelet, you know, WW, Jade, like what would Jesus do? We have to think about what would a Japanese visitor think? How much knowledge would they be required to know and or be able to spend time here in certain cities to understand what Byron was trying to lay out for us, you know? And so oftentimes when we get down rabbit holes, that's one of the things that will break your fall, so to speak. Falling down that rabbit hole and you have to think, okay, what would this Japanese person need to know about, for instance, uh, Eli Lilly in Indianapolis, who wound up being a war hero, but before that he was a pharmacist, but before that he was a garment owner. Now, you know, how and why would a Japanese person need to know about this specific person? over, say, someone like Benjamin Franklin, Paul Revere, Henry Ford, people of society of today, and of the historical nature as well. The Greek writers, Lincoln, Grant. So we have presidents that are mentioned, you know, philosophers that are mentioned. So these are on a greater scale of knowledge to people in world history. Um, and so it's something to think about, you know, um, explaining like what is 
it in those paintings that explains where you're supposed to be led. So <clears throat> when we think about that, let's think about the author. Let's get in his head. He writes this book. It's going to be this great idea of, hey, let's have some fun with this. Let's make this a puzzle where we learn about history and historical figures. Maybe we learn the not so good stuff about them so we can like teach people as they're playing the game what these people were in our society and where the cast could be based on that. And so then Byron says in the hint book, look at wordplay. Look at um, playing with words. Start with chicken in one of the verses. Um, and people automatically think, well, he means Dickens, right? And so we have to think about how the Japanese hint book affects the analysis of the original book and its context. And so when we are going through the verses and he's given those hints, we have to critically look at the grammar. We have to critically look at the spelling, the way that it is written is super important. When the secret book came out and it wound up being not the greatest seller and then Byron had to quickly try to figure out a way to recoup some money obviously from the publisher. He did the Japanese hint book which was done published in Japanese and in Japan because you could get around copyright laws and or contract laws quite frankly back in 7980 when 81 when this was done that they could have given more hints in that hint book without having to be uh, breaking their contracts when the hint book came out then and still not a lot of sales transpired and I think Byron felt like he had to throw more people a bone I think he probably recognized I made this a little bit harder than maybe what I should have. So he wrote another book, published it through another publisher called the Unwebster's Dictionary. I've had some conversations with some people in our Facebook group on The Secret Deciphered on Facebook about the importance of this quote unquote dictionary that Byron wrote. and. Um, I'll show you a picture of it quickly. I've got it here. Um, but even in this dictionary, it says on the front page, it says wordplay uh, on the cover, excuse me. And so whenever he's mentioning, you know, basically satirically mentioning and making fun of American English grammar spellings of things and if people really know the true meaning of certain spellings. And in the book, in the very beginning, there is actually a lot of cross-reference to Boston, to Detroit, to Chicago, um, New York, Brooklyn specifically. Um, 
And I often kind of wonder, you know, did Byron write this book with the help of Michael Sorkin, by the way, who sadly just passed away from COVID last year in March. So sad because I would have really liked to have been able to ask him questions or send him an email about this specific book. Because a lot of the things that were written in the book were written by Mr. Sorkin, but they have direct story connections to this book. So I think this might be a second hint book, but it just was never said that it was. If you have an opportunity to get it, I think you should, because I think it's helpful. Also, um, one other thing that I thought about too, when we were looking at the paintings, is the German painting. And could that have a cross-reference with, say, the Dutch? Because, you know, if, if we're looking at the Boston painting and we see this witch, and we say, okay, this is definitely England, this, these are Puritans, but the gem is Italian. So, two things there, right? Gotta find the main place, then the immigrant group highlighted. So if we find, say, and everybody presumes the Milwaukee paintings, the Milwaukee painting, and they say this is the German painting, and, you know, is who's the picture of the girl? What does she represent? I mean, my theory is it's this girl. Hold on a second. I'll get another book. Anne Frank. It would make sense, right? German girl in the photo leading us to Milwaukee. However, even though Anne Frank was German and her family fled to Amsterdam, which is Dutch, we have to maybe presume, is Byron trying to do a double meaning with that painting as well? And how many other paintings would he potentially be having a double meaning with too? And I think it is all truly and solely based on American history. So, and world history. But, one of the things that tends to help along is that hint book. At least we have that as a cross-reference. Um, when we look at these hints, they really help us understand some of the frame of mind that Byron has been in. In the next video, I'm going to go over specifically uh, at least two, if not maybe three, of the casts that have been found, and I'm going to go over their verses with you, and we can understand what line by line each verse means. So, I hope you'll stick with me, and we'll go to the next round.